Hello again and welcome to our Insights Podcast here at ISCO. We talked fusion equipment with Curtis Durbin and Andy Nibble at our last outing. Now we are here to talk about piping systems for transmission of heated liquids with the uh, well-respected, the infamous, if not famous, Gary Bouvet. Gary, thank you so much for joining us. Sean, great to be here. Let's give everybody just a hint of a background with you. I know you have years of experience in the industry, but give us your title and give us just a little bit of background. Uh, project manager here at ISCO currently. Uh, I've been in the HDPE world for about 30 years. I've got experience at McElroy Manufacturing prior to my stint here at ISCO, uh, which has now hit 26 years. Wow. Um, and a lot of variety of roles from outside sales to rental equipment to, um, I mean, you name it, um, I've been around with the uh, with the HDPE world, yeah. so yeah. So when we look at this this from the genesis, so to speak, you know, there was a time where homes were sold because they had hot and cold running water. Like, eventually, it became a big deal to have hot water in the home. Let's go back to what what the uh, what, what were the preferred means of transmitting the water when it was initially a new technology. Um, it was you know pipes, you know metal pipes. Um, Copper um, is still, you know, still prominent. Um, you had lead pipes way, way back in sure. the day, right? Which we all know the difficulties <laughs> yeah. with those, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, the things that we're associated with when we're talking about hot water for us are really not in the domestic, domestic side. Sure. Um, we're now seeing hot water used for um, heat generation inside right. buildings, um, and that's really kind of where the sweet spot is for this product. And that gets into the, the carbon steel and maybe the, the ductile iron in terms of more industrial or, or district energy type applications. Exactly. Steel has been had been the primary uh, usage in the hot water for those uh, what we call district energy applications. Sure. I never want to turn these into political podcasts, but you almost have to to understand why is the United States so stubborn about introducing these technologies that Europe had years ago? Because HDPE in general, and then and then hot water transmitting pipe with the PERT kind of came along later, and we we're just kind of late to the party. Is there a reason for that? I really think, Sean, that it strictly comes down to this is the way we've done things. Yeah. I don't think it's, you know, we're uh, adverse to the, the ideas of change and improvements. Obviously, right, we drive vehicles yeah. that, you know, where we're still doing horse and buggy, no. But yeah. I think that's what we get caught up in. This is what our system is. We know how to deal with it. Not wanting to, that's a big decision, you know, sure. for an engineer or for a, uh, a site superintendent to have to deal with, right? And it, if it goes wrong for whatever reason, right, it's it's a mark against them. And I think that's what really puts in the reservations that people have about changing. I kind of I almost liken it to, to investing. Like you, you yeah. don't want to invest money in something that's unproven, but you might be putting $10,000 into Apple at the ground level. So sometimes it's worth that risk. Um, builders now kind of seeking safer, more efficient, eco-friendly, long-lasting, leak-free ways to, to convey hot water uh, that don't lean on those outdated legacy piping systems. Polyethylene of raised temperature resistance. We call it PERT. Um, basically, we've had some additives added to HDPE. Maybe you can talk us through that just a little bit to allow that jump from 140 to, to 180 mm -hmm. degrees. Yeah. And it, it's, you're, you hit it right on the head. There is an additive in the HDPE. The, the base product is still 
the latest current resin in the marketplace, which is referenced as a 4710. And this PERT is 4710 resin with an additive. Now, I'm not privy to know what the additive is. I think it's like the uh, 11 herbs and spices, you know, the KFC, you know, has on their chicken. Nobody knows what that is. Um, But, you know, the the pipe has proven uh, and and working very well. The resin um, is a resin supplied by Dow Chemical, very, you know, prominent, uh, you know, company in the the chemical world uh, for all types of products. And this is, when we refer to the temperatures, this is at a kind of a regulated 100 PSI pressure in general. Is that accurate? No, it all, you know, the pressure is dictated by the pipe. The, okay. the thickness, so the, DR, the DR of the okay. pipe. Yeah. So, you know, within those scope, the, you know, the resin has its, has its makeup. And then the DR will actually will dictate the, the working pressure. So um, that range of pressure, you know, again, is a variable of the temperature. Um, as that temperature increases, uh, the the rating drops, uh, decreases. It's still a thermoplastic. And and like any safety guidance, I guess there's probably some leeway there from pressure and temperature regards. But 180s, the the the, the calculated restricted plateau, so to speak, That's, apart. Right. That's exactly where we kind of want to the the sandbox that we want to stay in. Yeah. Absolutely. As we talk about applications, you said stand sandbox. It's kind of a narrow window, but it's it's very useful. It's very valuable. Um, it's that 140 to 180 degrees. Uh, you know, again, small but but a powerful window in terms of what the applications are. Talk me through some of those. Yeah, there's we're seeing more and more applications um, for this product. You know, we we first you know got working with the product, we were really focused on district energy. Um, places that are moving, getting away from steam, which is very expensive to, to, to run, to process the equipment associated with it. Sure. Um, you know, people are moving, finding better ways, more efficient ways. And that carbon neutral that we hear yeah. so much about um, is this is a great, uh, great segue into that with the switching from steam to hot water, and that's where we primarily see it. But now we're seeing. Uh, things like uh, process waste on pulp and paper. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing uh, biogas. Um, you know, we're seeing uh, you know methane extraction, right? Sure. Dairy farms, right? Those those microorganisms yeah. thrive as that temperature increases. Their activity of breaking down those uh, waste solids uh, is more pronounced, and so now we're seeing people looking at uh, and polyethylene is a great. You know, with all the other benefits that it brings, uh, this PERT is a great product for that. Sure. Um, I also, I, I understand maybe even with mining and, and oil and gas, there's some opportunity there as well. Yeah, oil and gas, you know, you're extracting hot, hot fluids out of the ground at elevated temperatures, landfills, uh, dealing with uh, high temperature uh, liquids or, you know, methane uh, coming out at, at higher temperatures. Again, all great places for the PERT. And it feels like, as we talked about, I think it was right around 2003 or so that PERT came over to the U.S. in, in really consistent use that I don't want to say they're yet to be discovered applications, but it's kind of like every day, every month, every week or whatever, people say, you know what, I think it might be valuable to use it for this. Like you, you talked about the methane and the, and the ranching and farming. It's kind of like a, a light goes on with the, what well, we use it in landfill, 
And if there's temperature rate, you know, maybe this will work here. Do you feel like there's kind of a forward progression of, of continued discoveries of uses, so to speak? I do. I think people, you know, are looking for alternatives and looking for options. And uh, if they can improve their system, be more efficient and save money, uh, better for the environment, a, a very smaller um, carbon footprint, yeah. everybody's looking for that. All of these are, uh, these are great meth- uh, ways for the PERT to, to help. I understand, too, that there's a pre-insulation process that can be utilized if need be. Maybe explain to me a little bit what that is, but more importantly, why you would utilize that. Well, in a lot of the district energy applications, they want to maintain that temperature uh, from starting point A to end termination point B. Um, The less temperature reduction you have, the the less your system has to work to keep that, you know, temperature elevated. Sure. So pre-insulation has been around on the on the metal pipes for decades, and it is also available on the HDPE uh, on the PERT. And we'll see it in, in certain areas, particularly, you know, above the Mason-Dixon line or in the colder areas, they're uh, colder ground temperatures. They want that temperature to be maintained. Sure. Um, that's That's one method of of ensuring that with insulating the pipe. Um, the other method they can do, uh, there's a, a, an insulation that can be poured around the pipe after it's laid in the ground. Okay. Um, it's like a, a powder foam uh, that uh, gets applied. So two different ways to achieve the same thing. I want to go back to the term district energy because I know for me as a newcomer to this industry, it it was a little confusing. It's not necessarily clarification, but one of the more prominent district energy uses happens to be college campuses. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure there's a more um, sustainability aware entity than college campuses, which is something I know we all really appreciate. Uh, But but tell me about just in general, the uses on campuses, because it seems like that's something that's really just getting a lot of momentum with PERT. Right. And the help was that a lot of them were already using HDPE for the chilled water. Sure. uh, Standard, standard basic polyethylene. And when PERT uh, became available um, about seven, eight years ago uh, to them, it was, it was an easy transition because they were already using uh, chilled water. They were already using polyethylene in geothermal fields. Uh, so they had some acceptance of it and some work with it. So it was easier for that acceptance in, into the hot water uh, side of things. And, you know, one of the biggest, Texas A&M, I mean that that's all they put in HDPE yeah. for chilled and and pert for the for the hot water. That's a and massive footprint on a, that campus. That's a that's a campus of over sixty thousand students. Yeah. I mean it's a it's a small city. You know it's a small city. Yeah, no question about it. When we talk about installation, basically talking all the same things: uh, butt fusion, electrofusion. Uh, fittings up to 24 inches, uh, mechanical fusion methods. There's just there's not a lot of differences between PERT and standard HDP when it comes to installation, fusion, and fittings, correct? Yeah, there isn't. I mean, we, we do that. The fittings can be manufactured. Now, you know, some differences are there is a limitation on how thick this pipe can be produced uh, okay. because the resin variation uh, limits, you know, the thickness of HDPE that it can that it can be produced. Um, so we may have some fittings occasionally uh, that we run into that have to be overwrapped. Sure. Something that we don't normally deal with on the standard HDPE side. But as far as joining and assembling the system, it's exactly the same that 
they've been doing in standard polyethylene for years. I'm assuming there's a there's a standard range of pipe size that's used, but what is the range in terms of the, the high end? Well, uh, again, it's really more based, the limitation is really the thickness, sure. Sean. Uh, we have, you know, recently supplied pipe upwards of 42 inch, wow. uh, 42 inch DR21. Okay. Keeping around that two inch wall thickness is really the, the defining factor sure. for that. Interesting. And uh, as we mentioned, uh, fittings, I guess, uh, molded fittings from two to eight inches, and then you start to get a 10, in, 10 inches in polar that gets into more fabrication. Yeah, so everything speak. becomes fabricated. Sure. Elbows are mitered sections of the pipe, uh, same with the T's. Um, you know, your flange adapters are still there. All the, all the necessary uh, components for... But in terms of equipment and training, if you confuse HDPE... You can fuse bird. Same exact procedure. Yeah. As far as benefits, I know they, they've got the gray stripe on the pert. That, that allows you to distinguish, uh, you know, blue for water, green for, for sewer, and that. And uh, it's gray, uh, the stripes that are put on the manufacturing process. It, it, it seems obvious. I, we feel like we need to point out the obvious, but the benefits of pert are the same benefits that we have with HDPE. And uh, in terms of those benefits, flexibility, lightweight, easy to transport, installation, what's the most crucial for PERT in terms of that hot water transmission? I think it really comes down to being leak-free. Yeah. I've, I mean, I think in all systems, right, if we can eliminate leaks, that's a major headache for any of the utility folks um, having to, to maintain their system. I mean... They want to put it in and forget about it yeah. and spend their time doing something else. Um, so to me, that is the biggest benefit of polyethylene in general. The second one, in the particularly in this hot water, is the corrosion resistance, yeah. right? That's steel in any metal pipes. That is a natural occurrence that is going to happen yeah. when you have metal pipes, right? Yeah. You you can't you can't yeah. eliminate it. It's it's going to occur. And we're talking things like tuberculation. We're talking about external surface corrosion, right? You get condensation on metal pipes and eventually, especially if you've got them insulated, all of that condensation is sitting on that on that metal pipe eventually is going to eat away over time. And tuberculation building up where your flows continually get reduced, um, you just can't avoid it with metal pipes. Those are the two big ones that I think polyethylene brings. And I would imagine the non-toxicity, obviously, for drinking water and that is, is kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, it has to. got to yeah. have that, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, how about the, the installation life? I have to assume that that's another one because a lot of these legacy piping systems that have been installed, you, you run into the tuberculation, the corrosion, the leaking. Repairing's great, but instead of Band-Aids, you know, you'd kind of like to get into solutions, and I imagine that's where PERT falls in. Right. Polyethylene, you know, standard polyethylene has a 100-year design life. <laughs> uh, we know that. Now, elevated temperatures, obviously, with thermoplastics, are going to have an, a negative impact on life expectancy. Sure. Right? That just, that just happens. Right now, PERT stands at a 50-year design life. That may change over time, just like polyethylene used to be a 50-year design life. Sure. Now it's 100. I think I think PERT will probably end up being in that in that same realm. And there's always improvements and changes in resin uh, quality and makeup that always impact uh, these uh, life cycle characteristics. Sure, I, I probably should have pointed this out earlier. But if you're you're madly googling PERT and and struggling, it was the polyethylene of race temperature resistance. Capital P, capital E dash, capital R, capital T, uh, in terms of finding that. Uh, 
I know there's another factor with PERT versus legacy material right now, and that is some supply chain frustration in terms of some of those other materials. What kind of an advantage is that, and, and how is that influencing contractors, engineers, builders? It, it's definitely had an impact uh, in our world. We've, you know, we've seen uh, projects that were specified with a, a whole different material um, that we may not even have known about have come to us looking for an option because of that lead time that you referenced uh, being extended so long that they just can't they can't wait and we've been able to to make that flip because we can get them materials in a in a very timely fashion that can keep their project on track let's say you are someone who oversees utilities on a campus you're hearing this podcast you're thinking well I've got a leak in this area we've got some problems in this area we do need to maybe make a move how impactful is an overhaul or, or installing PERT or HDPE to a system uh, in terms of its relation to the problems and the frustrations that it's going to alleviate? I mean, there there's always challenges, right? Yeah. No pro- And no two projects are ever the yeah. same. Um, you know, you've, you're typically dealing with a lot of you know, existing utilities. If you're particularly, if you're looking at a campus, if it's a new installation, obviously much easier. Yeah. New space, you, you lay the trench and you put the pipe in and and be done with it. But when you're replacing a system, there there's a lot of involved. I mean, we've had everything, you know, from um, certain uh, animals that, you know, found that there was something <laughs> there. Uh, we had trees with tree roots that had extended in and those couldn't be damaged and removed. So the pipe, suddenly the whole pipe layout wow. that you think was straight has to, uh, has to make this uh, significant curve around sure. Uh, around that obstruction. So all of those things come into play, but there is a lot of flexibility, uh, and I mean that in, in two yeah. ways, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, with, with, the perp, with the PERP product uh, that can be done. And I, and I would imagine, even though it probably seems really intimidating to, to, to jump into something like that, like we talked before in an investment, there are enough examples like Texas A&M that uh, it's easy to go talk to somebody like that and say, What's your experience been? Because I know uh, ISCO in particular puts their reputation on the line and says, hey, feel free, let's, we'll help you contact them and, and find out how beneficial it is. Absolutely. And, and you know, people like uh, Ron Jones there at Texas A&M, great proponents of, of HDPE in general. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a straight shooter. He's going to tell you exactly what he thinks. And, uh, and he's been fantastic. We've done that on a couple of occasions of, have brought uh, potential clients uh, to visit with him and get his take. What things worked? What things would he do different? All, and have all proven to be very, very beneficial. We uh, we we kind of touched on a lot of those uh, advantages of HDPE, but of course uh, the, the website can give you more details on uh, the the pressure resistant, the easy to transport, install, lightweight, uh, the flexibility, which we just mentioned. As you look into your your crystal ball, which I know you're so good at. I'm assuming that scientifically speaking, as we look at the electrofusion field and the Highland supercell now allowing us to just do this battery-operated fusion, that maybe some new additives, some new resins, some new processes might lead to 180 being nudged up to 190, 200, 210. Do you foresee that? Yeah, I I do, Sean. I think, you know, people are always looking uh, to, you know, push you know, they sometimes it just takes additional testing, right? Sure. Uh, different uh, abilities to do that, but I do. We've seen that evolve on standard HDPE over the, 
more than 30 years that I've yeah. been involved with polyethylene, uh, we've seen that that change at increased pressures without any changing anything uh, in the pipe dimension. Um, we're you know we've seen the extra hundred years that I talked about. Yeah. We went from 50 to 100. I think the same thing will happen in PERT, and uh, people are looking for constant improvements. I'm guessing that you maybe you didn't really see PERT happening when you first got into this industry. Maybe that was something that was going to be, well, that, that's beneficial. Yeah, never thought, never thought about it. We know, you know, thermoplastics, I'm not a scientist by yeah, any stretch, yeah. um, but, you know, when you take thermoplastics and you add heat, it can change the physical characteristics. Yeah. So it it made sense that, it, you know, pipe would be susceptible to, to higher temperatures. But, yeah, being able to even get to 180 in a pressure application was was uh, was quite a big step, I thought. Yeah, no question. Um, any other advances you foresee or maybe uh, anticipate or, or even hope for? Um, I, you know, it never ceases to amaze me yeah. where, where where things uh, go to and, yeah. and, and what we're doing. But, you know, I think the polyethylene, I think we'll see uh, continued uh, changes in, in pressure capacity on polyethylene pipe. Sure. I mean, there's a huge safety factor, yeah. you know, now associated with the pipe. No so question. we, it is much more robust than even what we rate it for. Yeah. And I think those those kind of things will change as more and more people continue to use it uh, in their systems. Uh, they'll be looking for uh, other avenues, and that'll that'll force other you know manufacturers of the materials to. To define new and better ways. Competition does a lot of great things, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, sure does. Gary, we uh, can't thank you enough for your time and your expertise. I know that your time is valuable, and uh, we certainly thank you for joining us. Sean, thanks. It's always a pleasure being with you, bud. Fantastic. If you still have questions about PERT, you can visit our website, isco-pipe.com, and uh, you can also contact us on that same website on the contact page. Look out for our blog post, our Insights webinars coming up. You can register on the website as well for that webinar, and it will be housed and lived there just like the podcast. So if you can't be there live when it happens on Thursday, then you can certainly go back and take a peek at it. But hopefully we've been able to give you some more information. We certainly appreciate you joining us. My name is Sean Moth. Look forward to talking to you next time on our Insights podcast.